So ladies, have you ever taken a pole dancing class? Well, I have, and it is freaking incredible. So much fun. I laughed hysterically. I don't know if that was the point of it, but I did have a great time. And I went back a few more times. I even had it at my health club where they brought the poles. And guess what? It's amazing, freaking amazing what those women could accomplish. It was incredible. I'm incredible. Once you give your body permission, it's amazing what it will do for you. Now, I was on the beginner level. I still had a great time and an amazing workout. And I did feel sexy, but it was incredible to watch where they could go with their bodies in a very short period of time. Well, my next guest, mm, I can't wait for you to hear her. She is freaking incredible. We also did a live Instagram. Hey, I got something to say. So if you want to see the video, it's recorded on Instagram and Facebook. Hey, I got something to say. You can see Jane in action on her poll. I suggest checking it out. But today we really talked about just different hangups we have within ourselves, and how when you finally let go of them, ah, it's so freeing, not just with your body, but in everything you do in life. And I'm so grateful for Jane being so vulnerable and telling us her journey. Enjoy. Toodles. Welcome to Positive Power Lady. Listen in as your host, Sandy Joy Weston, takes on the hottest topics, explores how to deal with them in a positive, bold way, and chats with some amazing power ladies out in the world. Oh, take a breath in. Breathe deep, baby. I am freaking totally stoked for this <laughs> interview. I can't, you can hear her giggling over there. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But before we go, I want to tell you a little bit about my next guest, Jane. Jane has taught over 10,000 people how to feel strong, sexy, and confident. Who does not need that? As a former owner of Pole Fit Nation, she spent over a decade teaching people fitness, heels, and strip tease dance classes while, while encouraging women to flip their hair, bang their heels, and love their curves. Amen, sister. Absolutely. In her new book, the up, to no G- <laughs> the up to No Good Club, Defining a Life with Strength and Swagger, will be released in June 2021. So this is perfect timing. She shares how to make time for play, reclaim your spark, and handle any obstacle with grace. She is a two-time Canadian pole fitness map. Woohoo! Champion featured in Canadian Living and on City Line. Welcome, oh, Jane. You. Oh, thank you. What a lovely introduction. I am thrilled to be here. I know. And it was a little bit of a juggling act on your part because uh, what were you telling me before that you bought and sold a home in 14 days? It was, it was a whirlwind. Uh, it involved me having to put my pole down. My, uh, having to put the pole down in order to sell the house because I think a pole brings value to a home. Uh, my realtor felt differently. Uh, but yes, we, 
<laughs> I'm like, put the pole up. It raises the value. Uh, but we, yes, we, we decided to make the great big move and we bought our dream house and we are mm. moving on. And the dream house involves a whole entire room for, for my pole. It's going to be wonderful. So there you go. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So did you, uh, what they call scripting, did you write out what your dream home would be, you and your husband, what it would look like before you bought it? We did, yes. We actually, um, I have a little notebook that I keep with me and it's in the notebook. We wrote down exactly what we're looking for and we needed more space. We currently live in a, a tiny, tiny house and the pandemic really showed us how small our house is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're on top of one another. So, exactly. well, you know what? This is a good time. I bet it, that's why I went like hotcakes to sell. Absolutely. All right. So before we get started, I want to ask you what I ask all my guests. If you were going to think of one word to best describe your past 30 days, what would it be and why? Resilience. Mm. I would say resilience. And if I can add a secondary word, it would be faith. Okay. It so let's be, go. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's Tell us why. Well, resilience is um, having, being able to handle anything that comes our way and just know in your heart that it's going to be okay. So it's facing what needs to be done, facing the what's being thrown at us, and having the faith that it's all going to work out. We may not see that in the beginning. We may be mm -hmm. feeling like, oh my God, this is insane. How, how am I going to be able to handle it? But if you trust and have faith and just take a deep breath, it does work out it does work out. You may not see it in the beginning, you may not see it in the middle, but at the end, you'll look back and go, it all worked out. Mm. I, I, I totally believe that. I, I write down every day, Jane, things are always working out for me. I write it everywhere. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, just to remind myself when I start getting overwhelmed and going, ah, I can't see. I just take a deep breath in and I say, things are always working out for me. Well, and, and that's very, very relevant to exactly where we are living in right now. It's like we can't look too far ahead because then we make it overwhelmed, anxious. So just stay in the moment and know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, but I just Absolutely. try to remind myself every day to things every day to keep me in that headset. So I'm glad. Absolutely. I love that resilience and faith. Okay. Well, I want to dive right into one of my first questions for my peeps out there. So before my mm -hmm. guests come on, I always ask everyone listening, what would you like to ask this young lady? So, Amazing. I'm yeah. excited to hear the questions. I've had oh. many, many different questions asked, so nothing surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The first one is, and we got to jump right on this one because I know what you're going to say, but this woman is 85 and wants to know if she's too old. She's always wanted to try pole dancing. Amazing. Well, I actually taught an 86-year-old how to pole, so um, she's young. She's young. <laughs> I once had, it was, so I was, when, when I owned the studio, we would do birthday parties, bachelorette parties and so forth. And a young girl called me and she said, I would like to do a pole dancing party for my grandma. Is, is that possible? And I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And she was 86 years old and, and we had a great time. You know what? That's a freaking awesome idea. <laughs> Especially you're like, what am I going to get an 86 year old? You know, what do they need? How freaking, did she love it? She loved it. She had the personality. She was like, Let, let's do it. Let's, you know, bring, like she pretty much like strutted through the door. And I'm like, oh, I want to be you. I want to be you. <laughs> well, how did you get into it, Jane? 
Well, I have a very interesting background. So I originally was an early childhood educator. And I had thought that I was going to be an ECE for the rest of my life. I okay. love children. Hmm. And after 12 years of being an ECE, I was on a maternity leave with my second child and wasn't feeling very good about myself, wasn't feeling very, just, you know, when you get into the momness of life. Mm. And I was telling my friend about how I was feeling, you know, feeling bored and just, just blah. And right away, she said to me, let's go take a pole dancing lesson. And I will tell you, and I always admit this, that I was very, like my, my face scrunched up and I was like, oh, what? I was yeah. very judgmental about it. Mm. And so she was like, oh my God, just try it out, try it out. So yeah. I showed up for my very first class wearing, you know, my, my sweatpants, my, my <laughs> sweatshirt. Uh, I had my running shoes. <laughs> I was like, I had way too much. Um, and I was very shy about it, very uncertain and kept looking at the instructor and looking her up and down and doing the whole judging thing. And I soon as we, the class started going, I was like, this wasn't what I thought. And then I got curious. And then the mm. next thing I know that hour flew by and then I wanted more. I was ah. hooked. So then I started taking class after class after class. I started to feel cur um, curves I hadn't felt in a long time. But most importantly, I started feeling this energy that I would say I had never felt before in my life. Hmm. It was like this vibrancy and this daringness. And I was hooked. Um, and then when my maternity leave came to an end, my husband said to me, like, you love this. Mm. You love this so much. You're, you're always at the studio. <laughs> you're always there. Why don't we go open up our own studio? And that was 2008. And Pole mm. Fit Nation was born. And it was an incredible ride. An incredible ride. And I was able to witness so many transformations. I had many ladies, people judge me, just like how I judged, mm -hmm. and won many people over and just fell in love with it. And then one day I realized I had taught over 10,000 people to feel strong, sexy, and confident. Wow. All right, so what happened to it then? Where is it now? Well, I actually, right in 2019, so I had been going very, very hard, like as an entrepreneur, like you foot down hard on the pedal for about, oh, that was 11 years. Mm -hmm. And it came to a decision that I wanted to step back, take a, take a break, and focus more on helping women outside of the studio. So then gotcha. I had taken all the stories of the 11 years, all the crazy places that I went to with this, with, with the poll, yeah. and I wrote a book. And so I decided to refocus on the book. So I sold the studio to one of my instructors so that it can continue on. Well, I oh, cool. just, yeah, so just, I just did a pivot, still staying, helping women feel strong, sexy, and confident, still doing that. Just taking the foot off the gas of running a fitness studio because owning a fitness business, you either go all in or it doesn't go very well if you don't no, go all in. No, absolutely not. I mean, mm -hmm. people don't mm -hmm. realize it. It's fun. You can be passionate about it. 
but it's 24 seven to run a studio for sure. Absolutely. It's, 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 um, come take a class, come sign up for a class. Are you coming to class? Oh, when am I going to see you next? It's this <laughs> constant, it's this constant, come to class, come to class, come to class. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't open it up and then just hire a manager. There's just not enough money in it. You, you, you got to work it yourself, your blood, sweat and tears. Absolutely. Well, you know how they say, if you build it, they will come. Well, they have to be able to know about you. In order to in order to get there, yeah. so it's a yeah. lot of constant promotion and constantly getting out into the community, and that was what I did with the studio. It's like I had my portable pole, and any ladies' night out events, any bridal shows, any opportunity mm. I can get out of the studio and get into the community, I would take it. And that was part of my promotion, my marketing plan was to be as visual and like I wanted people to know that in Oakville I was the pole lady. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was the lady on the pole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you this, you know, I owned health clubs for many years and mm-hmm. a good friend of mine, Heather, opened up a pole dancing studio near me. Wonderful. And she also though had a bunch of portable poles. So she okay. brought them to my gym, which was awesome, you know, and we were going to have a demonstration and a workshop. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in great shape, blah, blah, blah. It kicked my butt. I mean, oh, it, neat. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's all levels. So anybody can do it beginner, medium, it doesn't matter. But I was so mesmerized, had to be the word, of how in shape word. these women were. And they didn't start out that way. You know, absolutely. The dedication right. to it. Oh, my God. Well, and when I started, like I was over 40 pounds. Um, I hadn't, um, like I, oh, 40 pounds overweight and I hadn't touched my toes ever in my life. I had no flexibility. I had no upper mm. body strength. So I couldn't do, I mean, when you see it, when you go on Instagram and YouTube and you see all the crazy stuff, I, there was, I wasn't able to do that for, for at least, at least seven months. Yeah. It took me yeah. seven months to be able to go upside down, but it's a journey. Yeah. It's a with any type of fitness program, with any type of, of reinvention, it's a journey. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you, I don't think seven months is bad. You must have been very into it, hardcore. Because I think <laughs> well, my that's husband amazing. did say you're. My husband did say you're always at the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the fact that you just were drugged there, ladies. Hear that? She didn't want to go. She squibbled up her nose, and her friends like, "Oh, just give it a shot." And she ends up freaking loving it and opening up a studio, which, well, you and know. I'm, I'm always, I'm quite honest about how I first felt about it because I was brought up to believe that a certain way about strippers, I, I was brought up to feel that way. Mm. And Paul is from the stripping industry. And if we, if we try to, to, to remove it, then we are really dishonoring the roots. And it took me to be able inside of the inside of that world to understand yeah. that that that's where to to honor where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my thing is I've always thought those women were brave. I thought no, absolutely. Wow, they are so brave. And I thought it was so cool how confident they were in their sexuality. So Jean, which is going to lead me to the next question, but it's also a question that I have. Mm -hmm. How is it that some people just naturally feel come off sexy, this girl goes, and some don't. She's always known as the, let me get this right, the girl next door. Like if she tries to flirt, people 
it looks like she's got something in her eye. Like I'm sure that's not, yeah. But she doesn't, she wants to feel sexy and she doesn't know how to feel sexy. And she's always been like the girl next door. And her best friend though, which I can relate to this, just walks out the door and exudes sex. Okay, okay. Big question. The difference is not caring what other people think and being very less judgmental about yourself. We get very caught up into our own, what am I doing? How am I looking? How am I feeling? Are people looking at me? So we get really caught up in the self-judgment and that holds us back. But people who are comfortable in their own skin, they don't care what other people think, they put themselves out there and that brings the, the brings the whole aura about them. And they become mesmerizing and more bold. So I always tell folks to, and it's hard, I know it's hard to not worry about what other people think, but at the end mm. of the day, you're yeah. the one living in your body, you're the one yeah. living your life. So yeah. it's more important what, how you are feeling. And then also a lot of women feel uncomfortable comfortable with the word sexy. That mm. word is can really trip people up. So I always say if that if if you want to feel sexy but but you feel uncomfortable with it, change the word. I want to feel bold. I want to feel mm. daring. I want to feel mesmer like you said mesmerizing a few minutes ago. I love that word. I want to feel mesmerizing. So it's a little bit just a little bit of a I, mindset shift. Yeah, I love that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, because I could see me being more comfortable. I want to feel bold. I want to feel daring versus I want to feel sexy. You know, it would come years ago. Now, I don't even give a little crap, but I would have (laughs) felt more comfortable saying those things. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And it's just a little switch. Just a little switch. Yeah. But saying I want to feel bold or swagger. I mean, Swagger's a big one. Yeah, I like that. My shoulders already change, you know? Oh, for sure. Like when, when we were coming up with the tagline for the book, it was originally um, defining your life as strength and sexiness. And I, I said to the publisher, I was like, we're going to have problems with the word. I'm telling you right now. And they're like, but no, it's the word sexy is going to draw. And I'm like, no, it's not. We're going to change that word. And I and swagger was the number one word that women would lean into. I love that word. I want to feel I want to have swagger. So that's yeah. why you changed the word. Yeah. I love that you did that. Good for you sticking to your guns. Love that. Love that. Okay. So back up because I got a lot of questions on that one. Okay. How do you feel sexy and how do you get to feel sexy? And, you know, I've never been that person. You're saying, I just want to make sure I got this right. It's really just the confidence and the attitude to be yourself. And that Absolutely. will come off as sexy. Anyway, and also... It's defining what sexy is for you because what sexy is for somebody else is may not be the same for you. So Mm. when you see somebody wearing like, okay, so let's, let's talk about lingerie. Let's go talk about lingerie. Let's dive into lingerie. If you see lingerie that is a certain way, like, like a very lacy outfit, Mm -hmm. that might not be you. You may not be comfortable with that, but you may be more comfortable in, in like a, like a loose top that may feel more t- comfortable for you uh, a baggy shirt that's you want to see like you fact it's what you feel sexy inside what makes so you are defining it for gotcha. yourself yes yeah. yeah and i know what you mean by that because when my girlfriends would try to dress me up to look not like a tomboy and more sexy i just felt so uncomfortable and goofy it wasn't my personality 
it's exactly it's it you're it's you're not in your skin you're not in what makes you feel good so it's defining for yourself and not worrying about what other people are doing mm, that's big 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 because i you know i looking back and i'm thinking about my younger years i think it would if i did certain things and felt other people might think i'm just being goofy and it would come uh, off yes. as sexy we are so worried about what other people think. We yeah. really, really are. And I, I understand it. Like I still go through it. And and also there are folks who will like we're already we're always being judged. We're judged at all times. And when you understand that and come to terms with it, it's freeing. It's freeing. So then you're like, well, I'd rather be judged for who I authentically am versus the mask that I put on to be accepted. Mm. Mm. All right. So big question for you. Did you always feel like you were sexy before the 40 pounds like weight gain? Never, 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 never. No, no. I grew up in a real, a real, no, I didn't grow up in a religious home. I was very much attracted to the church and attracted to um, being good, attracted to always being presented in a certain way. So mm. growing up, I mean, I love Little House in the Prairie. So the wholesomeness, the purity, I was very much, I was an early childhood educator. Like there's rules. I followed rules. Mm. So going into a pole dancing studio was breaking a massive rule for me. Wow. Yeah. So like you're even saying like you, this, this was you, your belief system. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, like my parents, I didn't grow like, I, and that's why I had to say I didn't grow up in a religious home. I was attracted to religion and then really dove into religion into my teens and my 20s. Yeah. And so very much you have to be pure. You have to be good as gold. So that's that's so definitely going from there into the bad girl on a pole. <laughs> Dancing, you know, <laughs> dancing in front of us. I just realized that. <laughs> Being up on a stage in front of thousands of people. Yeah, that's quite, that's quite a pivot in your life, my friend. It, you know what? But there must have been something in you that was, you know, searching for that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, it, it's looking back and going, oh, that was fun. Oh, I, you know, it's, it's a little adrenaline rush. It's like, oh, I did that. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to know that girlfriend, do you thank her every day for dragging you there? I do. And, and we have a, a running joke because she, she only took the class and that was it for her. Like she was like, eh, eh, that wasn't really my thing. And that's, and, and that's okay. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, here's my credit card. Here, take my money. Uh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what? And, and when I own the studio, I fully understood that not everybody's going to like what I do. I have been called names i've been called vulgar um you know in fact like three days ago a lady posted a comment i did a, a posted a video and in the comment section she said that you teach women to demean and devalue themselves and so i understand how the uh, the judgment around it um so so when in the studio i do get it when somebody would sign up for a class try it and go ah that's not my thing that's okay it's not for everybody there's plenty of things out there in the world to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that you recognize that too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, I don't so like volleyball. Volleyball is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do think that just taking, because I remember taking classes like this and strip tease yeah. classes, I really do think it helped me years ago come out of my shell. 
you know I, what I mean? Absolutely. Just seeing all the women and how we looked at ourselves and walked, you know, towards the mirror. I was the like, strut. okay. Yeah, Hips the strut. Side to yeah. side. Hips from side to side. Yes. It, it just made me have a big smile on my face going, I can do this. I can do this. You know what I mean? And it, I don't know. It was so freeing. I, I'm going to say the word was freeing, you know? I had once in the class, I was teaching, I was teaching class and we were doing the walks, um, you know, walking across the room, hips from going side to side. And then we would stop and do our hip circles. And I had a student yell out, my vagina is happy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what? Like the whole, was like, it's like this big, big huge, what? And she goes, oh. she goes, and it's because it hits that feminine, the feminine part of us. Uh, it's like, which we are taught <laughs> not to yeah. honor. Really, we're not. We're taught to like stuff that, put it away, put it away, put it away. And she's like, here it is, everybody. Here I am, my womanliness. Well, she probably was so excited that it felt <laughs> My that vagina way. is happy. Like you cannot put that, well, I guess you could, but you really can't put that on a business card. <laughs> You <laughs> could, but it would attract a certain reviews. audience, you know. No. <laughs> I've heard people say it's a party in my pants. It's fun. <laughs> uh, by the way, just on a side note, and you'll appreciate it. In 1993, I uh, brought in Spin. It was just the <gasps> beginning stages. Yes. And people, you know, were thinking, she's gone cuckoo. She wants to put bikes in a room. And I saw it out in California. And I'm like, this Spin thing is really going to take off. So many and things of course come out of California. Yeah. So... It did take off, but I, after years of teaching it, I don't, I don't know, it was three or four years. I was like, we got to spice it up. And I started a class called Porno Spin. <laughs> and, I love it. <laughs> and it was just something fun to change it up. And everyone got their porno name. And it was packed each and every time, Jane. And it, yes. we just had a blast. And everyone came up with their own porno name and what their name would be. And then if you were new, we'd say, okay, we got to pop your cherry. It was hysterical. <laughs> You know, and guess what? They probably had the best workout in that class because they just were having a blast and not thinking about it. Absolutely. We're attracted to it. We are attracted to, that's why I call it the book, this, what, the up to no good. We're attracted to being up to no good. We're attracted to breaking those rules that we have set for ourselves. Mm. Let's go have a little fun and nobody is going to judge me. That is a great feeling. Mm. I love it. I love it. All right. I want to make sure I get some of these tips in because yes. I could just see me going off with all these questions, but I want to unpack this one a little bit more. What does it mean by create an I am awesome folder? So this is, I, this is something that I started doing, a, oh gosh, I would say about three or four years ago. It's on my computer. I also have one on my phone. And any single, every time I received a compliment or something great happened or there's a photo that I like or anything, anything that brought me joy and made me feel awesome, I would tuck it in the folder. So I have one on my computer. I have one on my phone because my computer's always with me or my phone's always with me. And, and it could be anything and big or small, it doesn't matter. And I would keep adding to it for those days where I don't feel awesome, where I need to be reminded of my awesomeness. And I have to tell you, like over this pandemic, there's been times where I'd be like, I just need to just need to go back and, oh, that's right, this is who I am. This is what I love about me. This is, this is what brings me joy. So it's, sometimes you just need those reminders. So it's just a little folder you can tuck on your phone or your computer on those times where you need it. You know what? I've done a lot of things for self-help and growth. I've never 
heard of that, I'm totally going to do that. And if you don't mind, borrow it and give it for ideas for my clients. Oh, yes, please. Give it to the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, in the beginning, you're like, I don't know why I'm putting these in my folder, but okay. And you just keep adding to it. And then that day where you feel it's your dark moments, where it's just too much to bear, that's when you really turn to it. And you're like, I'm going to be, this is who I am. I'm going to be okay. You know, I just, for the first time, had an author on. He wrote a sizzling sex book. And oh, cool. Yeah. And he is a journalist, but, and he's not a therapist, but he had compiled all these stories throughout the years. And he had researched, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people on every topic you want to know about sex. It's called Sizzling Sex for Life. Everything you need to know to maximize erotic pleasure at any age. Well, Michael Kastner. That is a great title. That's a great book. Isn't it? Well, I thought they've lost their mind. I'm like, I can't, like me, I will be turning beet red. Okay, it's all audio, Sandy. No one's going to see you. It'll be great. All right, fine. Because I, I just didn't think I could get through it with like some of the subject matter. He was so amazing, so at ease, and so relaxed that even the subjects that were like, oh my God, we're going to go there, I felt really good about. And here's the amazing. thing that he just emphasized over and over again. And I'm, a lot of people, it's like, we are sexual beings. That's right. And that's why I like, like your thing, your tip, like about, it's okay to want to feel sexy. Like to deny your sexuality, it's just part of who you are, you know? And Absolutely. everyone shows up in different ways. And as long as you're not harming another individual and they're consensual, go have fun and explore. And I thought about it. And some people are willing, like, you know, we talk about the, you know, step out of their comfort zones more than others. And I'm thinking, good for them. Good for them, right? Go explore, enjoy, have fun. And pole dancing to me is the same thing. You know, you're Absolutely. taking people out of it's their It's part of it. Zone. It's all part of it. It's a, it's a part of the journey. I was, um, because of teaching, teaching pole dancing and also because I'm very much a curious person and open-minded person. And, mm. and so that people would be very comfortable with me. I was invited to many different sub cultures of our world. So the fetish um, groups, mm. the burlesque groups, the, the swingers groups, they would invite me into their groups to teach pole, to teach workshops and that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've, so I have, because, and that's what, where I realized it's like, I've had an interesting view on how people define sexy for them. And that's why I decided to write the book. And it was so, especially with the, when I was in the swinging um, community, I would bring my pole stage and I would be teaching pole dancing and, and mm -hmm. at these, at these parties. And there was one lady who was a larger woman and naked the whole entire time. And she said to me, she goes, I feel so free. My family oh. doesn't know about this. My employer doesn't know about this, but this is something that's for me. And it gives me this little lift during my regular Monday to Friday, nine to five. Just wow. it's a little secret that I keep that my husband and I, we keep to ourselves and it makes me feel more bold and daring in my life. Isn't that awesome? And you know what? I am so happy that you were able to have those experiences and really get to know people in a non-judgmental way. How awesome is that? 
I feel very fortunate and blessed to have had that opportunity. I would tell you though, the Jane Wilson, the early childhood educator, preschool teacher, Jane Wilson, would <laughs> never have stepped foot would and would see it differently. And I'm, and I'm grateful that I've had that change mm. of my mindset. I'm glad I've had this opportunity to see things differently. Good for you. Good for you. And that's big people. I mean, think about it. Like her, you can change your belief system if you Absolutely. want to, because you were heels in originally and look at how much you've expanded. So good for you. Good for you. Thank you. All right. I do have one question though about sure. the, the swinger thing. Okay. So, so they all know. It's not like all pole dancing is done totally nude. Just some of it. Oh I no, mean no, no. Oh no, no. So yeah. So I should. Yeah. So we wear. You know, you wear workout clothes in a in a, in a pole dancing studio and that. Um, I because I had because I part of my marketing plan was to get out there into the community. I would bring my my portable stage pole in my you know my shorts and and tank top and teach pole dancing, in anywhere and anywhere anybody gotcha. wanted me to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I get it. So like if some group was new, God bless you, but you don't have to be. I just want to make no. sure they're not. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. and you know, and like, and I had like when I when I performed in burlesque, I was naked up on a stage. And that's an interesting experience to be naked on a stage <gasps> in front How? of. Yes, that was an amazing experience. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I would mm -hmm. be so scared to death. Oh my God. Well, it that is it because of the whole how, how we see ourselves. The one thing about the burlesque community is they are very much about loving your body for how it is right now. I know, I know, I know. Love your curves, love your rolls, make them shake, shake it all. We love it. Mm. All right. So the first time you did it, though, were you freaking out? I was shaking. So I performed in burlesque for five years. I was a pole dance. Um, I didn't, they didn't know what to call me. Are you a pole dance burlesque performer? And I was, I was a pole performer. Uh, so what was interesting, because I was different from other burlesque dancers, I was booked quite heavily for shows because in a burlesque show, you want variety. Yeah, yeah, Believe yeah. it or not, when you see performer after performer doing the same moves, taking off their clothes, it gets kind of boring. Yeah so, yeah. so I would break things up with, with, with a pole. So in Toronto, I performed um, at majority of the, like a lot of the theaters. And my biggest performance, my last performance was Indita Von Teese's show. Indita Von Teese had a great big show in Toronto. She is the queen of burlesque. And it was about a thousand people in the, they, they packed the Phoenix um, Concert Theater. And it was the moment I went, nothing could ever get better than this. This was the best experience I've ever had. And I mm. actually retired after that because I was like, you leave it on a high. You leave on a high. I'm like, nothing oh can ever God. beat this. I perform with Dita Von Teese, drinking champagne in the back. Ah, this is great. Oh my God. Oh, this is even better interview than I thought because oh. I'm thinking to myself, I could still have time to do all these things. I'm Absolutely. not too old. I mean, you Absolutely. know, I'm just getting started. Like who knows what I would want to do. I do have a lot of my fitness instructors that were burlesque dancers and they said the mm -hmm. same thing. They would come into my office all the time and go, Sandy, we need a new prop because they wanted to change up their routine. That's right. You know? They yes. would grab the lights and I, okay, so I loved, teaching my fitness classes, even though they weren't the same kind as this, but for some reason I loved having boas. So I had all these fun boas on, they just made me happy. But and then you have them, to pick up a lot of feathers afterwards. Yes, 
Yes, the, that's what my, I had to stop because my cleaning staff would go, you're driving us crazy. There's feathers everywhere. But And as soon as you clean up the feathers, they like, they come back. They yeah. go into the ceiling and, and the next day yes. you're like, there's more feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, to, I had to stop, but it was a lot of fun. Okay, so this is for you from, we're going to call him Billy Bob, a gentleman okay. asked. He said his new wife is extremely shy and has always wanted to take a pole dancing class, but every time she goes, she runs out the door. He wanted to get a gift for their anniversary for a pole dancing class. What could he say to convince her? Don't pressure her. Okay. If, because if you put the pressure on, then she's going to re- she's going to push you away. She's going to push the whole idea away. Just let her find it on her own. That's the one thing that my husband he never pressured me. Mm. He didn't. He did when he was more like, "Can you?" please come home <laughs> when I got obsessed. But that was because it was all on my own terms. It was mm. all on my side. And when somebody is pushing you into something, you start to put the brakes on and give her the space to explore on her own and define what sexy is for her. Pole isn't really for everybody. A lot of women don't really like it. And that's yeah. okay. A lot, and, and that's fine. But they'll find something else that gives them that energy to m- help them feel sexy. So it could be something else that brings them that, that, that feeling of vitality. That's mm. really what you want ha- her to feel is to feel energized, to feel bold and daring. It might mm. not be pull. It might be something else. Let her explore that on her own. Oh, I love that you and said And that's that. coming from a woman who's been married for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you said that you're doing a lot of these classes virtually still? Uh, yes. So um, the pan- as we all know, the pandemic did definitely, um, you know, hit the fitness and the fitness and wellness industry quite a lot. And yes, I'm in yes. Canada and we've been in lockdown pretty much, uh, what, is, what month are we? Well, 13 months now? 13, 14 yes, months? 13, so we yeah, would, yeah. yeah, so we would open and close, open and close. And uh, I re- recognized early on that this is how it was going to be. So I set up my poll stage in my living room and I contacted my clients and said, I'm open for business. If you have a laptop and a camera, we're on. So I've been teaching, wow. um, I've been teaching virtually and I have my, my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel exploded. Um, it's the up to no good, um, beginner pole dancing and it exploded. It just, the subscribers just went mm. nuts. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I had about a thousand subscribers. It's yeah. 6,000 now. So people are looking, I know it's insane. People are looking to, to feel energized, to get fit. Mm. We're, we're, it, it's ingrained into us. So we'll look for it. Yeah. Okay. So where can they get a poll or where would you advise them to get a poll? Because I yeah. think about half the questions were, okay, I need a poll. Um, for, and they want to know how high the ceiling has to be. Um, Xpoll US is the best place to get a poll. Okay. I think it's xpollus.com. Okay. Yes, I believe that's, and, um, and yeah, they're the best ones and they have it so that they can, you can add extensions onto the poll. So ah. it doesn't really matter about your ceiling height. If you have a very, very tall ceiling, well, they just keep adding extensions to it. So oh, I always okay. recommend Xpoll. Okay, and how much do they have to spend? Do you think, or around? It would run range? you between um, three hundred to six hundred dollars. Okay. Now, when I move into my house, I am getting like a professional pole from a Ooh. brass maker. 
So yeah. I'm I'm spending the dollar. I'm going over a thousand dollars for it. that's because I want I I want the professional studio grade type of poll. So <laughs> but for, for for the hobbyist, go to yeah. com. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's such a great investment. It really is because if you join a studio, our average studios around here are between one fifty and two hundred a month. That's so right. it's de- yes. yeah, it's definitely worth it. You're making me crack up. I'm thinking of my book club, and we would go every month to my book club, and you had to read any book. So it wasn't the kind of thing where everyone's reading the same book. And one woman, she's so naughty. She would never read any book at all. She just wanted to come drink wine, which I get. <laughs> yes. And one time she brought a book. It was a pole dancing kit book. And no way! She, yes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought that's a stretch. There wasn't a pole, but she had a pole dancing. Kit Here's the instructions of how to take a pole dancing class. So, anyhow, amazing. I wonder don't if you worry. The, next, I wonder the if next it was the month. X Factor book. <laughs> okay, all right, the X Factor <laughs> book. No way. I don't know what it was, but a few months. It was the next month. A few months later, one of the women made sure she had a pole put in her kitchen. So, she, yes. I have a friend who has a, a pole in her kitchen. It's a popular spot. <laughs> Why? Why the kitchen? You know, I'm not for quite sure. Well, you know what? Here, if if you have an apartment, you don't really have a lot of a lot of places to put it. Um, mm. You need to have the, the the open space. That generally usually is the kitchen between the kitchen and the dining room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Jane, this is so fun. I, I it's not even just about the pole dancing. But it's just for me bringing to women the awareness of embracing their body, their uniqueness of your body, and that sexy isn't just one way. You know, exactly. it comes in so many packages. And just it's having us. fun. Yeah, it's having fun and being playful in your life. Life, like we've gone through a lot. We've gone through a lot, and we're hungry to have fun and to play. And if that's one thing I can impart with women, impart with anybody. Go have fun, go play. It's a great feeling. I agree. By the way, that's why every hour I get up and dance around for one minute or two minutes nice. or whatever, how much time I have just to make myself feel good. You know, just What type to... of music do you play? What type of music are you dancing to? Everything. Like, oh, like okay. And sometimes I post them. So like I'll post my dance resets like on uh, the fitness uh, real thing on Instagram. You know how you can do mm-hmm, a real mm-hmm. for 15 seconds? Yes. And you'll see me. I'll have a professional top on because I do a lot of Zoom meetings and calls. And then on the bottom, I have my sweats or tights. So mm-hmm. I want people to realize that you don't have to get all dressed up or you don't have to change totally just to move for a minute. That's so right. I just I just stand up whatever I have on. I think yesterday I recorded um, Bang Them Drums by Megan Trainor. Oh, yes. And I should <laughs> pretend that I was banging drums. It's the same thing, just to release that energy and feel Absolutely. silly and fun. It, it just shifts everything. Com- it just yeah. shifts it all. Absolutely. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Because you said that uh, your pole is packed up getting ready to move. So what do you do? Well, I'm just, I'm literally, my life is packing up the house <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then dreaming about moving into the house. Um, the we're getting, re- we're, we're getting ready for the book launch. So, that, so a lot of focus is on the book launch. And, but also I'm spending a lot, lot of time cheering people on, on Instagram who are taking pole for the very first time. So I started an Instagram account called um, Beginner Pole Dancing. Oh, and cool. 
I'm on there a lot seeing people trying it for the first time and exploring it and loving it and I'm cheering them on. I've been doing pole for 13 years so I've done the crazy stuff. I've yeah. done the flip at the very top and, and jump to another pole. Like I've done it all. So to see people trying it for the first time is bringing me joy and inspiration. Mm, I love that. All right, Jane, we got to wrap up. But before we go, oh, I'm fun. going to, I know, it was so much fun. I'm going to ask you some fun rapid fire questions. You ready? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Number one, easy peasy. What do you like doing in your spare time? Another hobby you have besides pole dancing? Um, I'm, I'm learning how to cook because I'm a terrible cook. And also when I own the studio, we designed my life so that I was home during the day with the boys. But as soon as my husband, as soon as five o'clock came, came and it was his turn to take care of the kids, I would be at the studio. So I never really got to cook meals for 13 mm. years. It was like grab and eat whatever we can or he would cook. So I am so into cooking right now and enjoying it. Well, maybe you can inspire me there too because not a big fan of the cooking part. <laughs> so that's good to hear. It's never, <laughs> I've been, never too late, never too late. <laughs> I've been like loving Gordon Ramsay um, oh. in Hell's Kitchen how he is now he's not so angry and and mean towards people yeah yes, and, and, yes. yeah he's a lot calmer maybe he's getting calmer in his age as well um but i've been watching a lot of hell's kitchen and learning how to cook so that's been my my thing lately i like that okay what's your favorite color purple purple's the color of royalty okay favorite food oh favorite food um sushi yes i love sushi <laughs> it's funny, sushi. What's something you could tell us about yourself that most people may not know? Um, that I used to be a professional clown. <gasps> Shut up. Uh, yes. So, so I was my teens. I was a I was a professional clown, part of a, a clown troupe called Everything's Fantastic, and I performed um, as Bozy the Clown at birthday parties and magi and magical events and trade and um oh and fairs from 15 years old mm. to 19 years old i made a lot of money being a clown really <laughs> yeah and i didn't even realize it i didn't even realize i like yeah i didn't wow. i didn't um oh i didn't yeah that's sad when i look back and go my gosh 15 years old making a lot of money and didn't appreciate it <laughs> No, we didn't. Well, that, that's just, you weren't supposed to. Okay. <laughs> if you were going to be an animal, you can pick anything. What animal would you be and why? I would love to be my dog, Odie the Beagle, because mm -hmm. he's got a great life. And <laughs> he's <Okay. just> <laughs> Odie and he's the Beagle. So, Odie the Beagle. He's got such a great life. <laughs> When I say the word universe, what's it mean to you, Jane? It's infinite and there's opportunities everywhere. I like that. All right, Jane, this has been so much fun, but please, oh, again, you. tell them all the different ways they can find you. I hang out on the gram quite a bit, Instagram. So you'll definitely be able to find me at the Jane Wilson on Instagram. And if you are into pole, you will also find me at beginner pole dancing. Okay, I like that. That's the definitely a direct way to to connect with me because it's I'm always on it. <laughs> and then of course you can find me at janewilson.com as well. It's my website. Cool beans. All right, my people out there, my positive 
power ladies before we go check her out as always we really appreciate your support so rate share it like it support us on patreon and you know what i'm gonna say until next time toodles thanks for listening be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend who you think would love it also don't forget to check out sandy on patreon 